Please turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. Last week I said it was the last lesson. I lied. Um, we, we, <laughs> we're going to do one more lesson on this. Just to cover a few things that I just thought were just too important. And I just needed to just share on some of those things. We were doing a recap last week before we went on to look at the reasons why we're doing this. And uh, we, we talked about several things. We talked, uh, we talked about the fact that people met in the temple and from house to house. We looked at scriptures that dealt with all of that. And we looked also at um, Oikos evangelism. Remember that's friendship evangelism, which was going to be key in our home fellowships. Again, I won't be going over that again because we did that last week. And uh, what we looked at after that, and I thought this, this was important that we did revisit, was the Great Commission, where Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 and 19, He said, I have been given complete authority in heaven and on earth, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. That was a command. Amen. And so that was really important. <laughs> and apologize to the Lord. I said, Lord, I forgot that one, didn't I? <laughs> so, um, you know, we're doing this because the Lord needs us to do this. You know, isn't it interesting that he said, I'll do this. I know what you're like. Probably won't do nothing. <laughs> okay. So you just sit back and let me go do all of this. You know, he doesn't. He didn't do that. He said, I've got, it all, I've got all authority, and in a sense, he's saying, I'm giving that to you. You go do this. Amen. Why? Because Genesis 1.26, God said, let them have authority. And we lost our authority. God got it back, gave it to us, and said, now go do what I asked you to do from the beginning. Amen. So that was, <laughs> that was very important. And following this, there was something else I looked at um, as we went through this series, and, and, which was also really important, and that was a fact that we are witnesses, not attorneys. Because I think this is where one of the biggest problems comes in. You can see why I want to revisit this, right? You know, <laughs> you know, I was sleep deprived, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm good now. Um, <laughs> Remember Jesus said in Acts 1 and verse 8, he says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me. I want you to notice that he says it, when, once you get the power, you can be a witness. He didn't say go and do witnessing without power. When the power comes on you, something happens. Your life changes. And so what you begin to do becomes a witness to other people. Amen. People should be looking at you and saying, wow, that's, that's wow. <laughs> okay, you know, the rest of the world is going this way and you're going that way. The rest of the world is freaking out and you got a smile on your face. And we know you're aware of what's happening. It's not one of those silly smiles. You just have one of those, no, I got a God bigger than the problem kind of smiles on your face. Amen? Okay? And you know, in that way, that's, that we have to be witnesses. Now remember I told you again that it was really important that you understand the difference between the two. And remember again that I, I said this to you, and let me just read this. 
You are not to present, you're not called to present evidence, make a case, and call for a decision. Okay, that's what attorneys do. All you are to do is be a witness. Just tell him what happened in your life. You know, a witness, you know what, when a witness is called to the stand, they don't try to convince the judge of what they saw. They just get up and say, I saw this. That dog chased that cat into that house. I saw it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. The dog, the, the dog, the judge. I don't think of the judge as a dog. Okay, the judge. <laughs> okay, some subconscious stuff happening here. But the judge <laughs> isn't interested in how big was the dog and how, you know, what was his weight? What color eyes did it have? And what about the cat? You know, they just want to know that happened. What you saw. Now, if you can give more description, fantastic. But all you are called to do is just tell what you saw. And that's exactly what Jesus is saying. I need you to be a witness for me, not an attorney. Just share what you, anybody can share. See, as soon as you bring in an attorney, then it, it's more um, specialized. You have to think logically. You have to do all kinds of things to try and get somewhere. But a witness just gets up and anybody can be a witness. Amen. Anybody can say, I saw this. Now, some witnesses will have more details than others, but doesn't change the fact that that happened. You saw it and you, you were witness to it. Amen. Okay. So that was important. Amen? So that we're not trying to convince people. Remember, one plants, one waters, but God brings the increase. We are not God. Well, not <laughs> See, we need to talk to you later. Okay? <laughs> you are not God. Some people go around saying, well, you know, if not for me, those people wouldn't have got saved. No, no. God brings the increase. We must never become prideful. Because God has this habit of always making you look good. Don't let it go to your head. Okay. <laughs> right. Amen. Thank you, Sister Vanda. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I really love John the Baptist put it best when he said in, in John chapter 1, verse 34, he just said, I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Do with that what you want. He just said, I saw, I testified. I'm not going to prove it. Amen. And that's all God expects from us. Next, we looked at the fact that we were ambassadors for Christ with the Apostle Paul saying in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though, listen, God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That was the New King James, sorry. All right, now, I want you to notice what an ambassador does. They represent God. They represent a higher power. Now, this is important as well. You are not going in your name. You are going in the name of the Lord. Are you all with me? Do you know, it's very different if, um, let's say you had somebody that was related to you that was working uh, for the police, okay? Or he was a police officer. The, you know, and that night, you know, you guys were friends and you were, you know, uh, having a little party and whatever. If the next day he turns up and his lights are on and he's wearing his uniform, doesn't matter if that's Bill or Bob or whatever. Now he's a, a man of the law. 
the law is standing at your door. And you've done something wrong, he's going to arrest you and put you. <laughs> okay? you know, there's a difference. When you come in the name of the Lord, you are coming in the name of God, the highest authority there, there is in this universe. Don't you look at yourself and, well, I'm just, you know, so and so. That police officer isn't thinking that way. When he takes his uniform off and he's just Bob, it's different. But when he puts that uniform on and gets in his car, you know, and he's got a little stick and everything and he's gone, he, he's a law now. He tells you to do something, you better do it. Are you all with me? Do you, do, are you getting the analogy? Okay. Don't go places, don't witness with this, oh, it's just me. It better not be, just be you. <laughs> if you're going in the name of the Lord, you expect God to be there. And we talked about all the resources of heaven that is behind that. Anyway, all right, so that was something else we looked at. And again, I wanted to bring, bring to your remembrance. Somebody please give me my times today because I need to know. The next thing of great importance, and which I really, really wanted to share with you, was the fact that Jesus said, we are to be fishers of men. And the fact that he said, I will show you how to fish. Let's look at these verses very quickly. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Because this is so key. This is when we stop trying to do it ourselves. Do you hear what I'm saying? I've, I've spoken to you about, you know, just be a witness. I've spoken to you about the fact that you're coming in the name of God. Now I need you to see something very important. And that is, how do you do this? Because so many people go, I'm freaking out. I, you know, I don't want to do this. Listen to the words of Jesus. He says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He didn't say, now I need you to go and go to fishing school and start learning how to do this and graduate with the masters and then you all come and see me. No, he said, you come to me. He said, you follow me. I will make you. You know, when somebody says, I will make you, they are taking on the responsibility of you succeeding. He said, I will make you fishers of men. You may not know how to do this, but I will show you. I will train you. I will get you to a place where you are just doing this without even thinking. See, doesn't that take the pressure off of you? Because then it's not like, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And you're thinking in yourself, let go, dude, let go. Just let go. Remember I said to you again, this is about your relationship with God. This is about you. Notice Jesus said, I will make you, which means you need to be listening to him. You have to be in relationship with him. Amen. And if he tells, please don't go because the preacher told you or the evangelist said, you better go do this or else. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because they'll use a scripture on you, make you feel guilty. <laughs> and then, you know, you go out of guilt and do something. You don't ever want to do that. You want to do it in the power of the Spirit. You want to do it as you are led by God. Amen. You want to do it with the Lord in your ear. He'll go, <laughs> let me tell you the secret to this person. You know, this is what the problem is. <laughs> you know? And you don't attack people with that information. 
You just go, oh, okay. There are times when God has told me something, and you know, people have been sort of a certain way with me, and I just, because God's speaking, I'm not taking them at face value. I know there's something else behind it. And I don't tell them, I know what's really going on here. You got a problem with, dot, 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 okay? That's how you get punched out, okay? People don't want, you know, they don't want you to know their problems unless they reveal it to you. And it's kind of nice if God already told you about it so that when they tell you, you haven't got shocked face. You know that's not good either. Because <laughs> then they worried they told the wrong person. Isn't it wonderful about when they tell you something and God's already been speaking to you about it and given you the answer. And when they tell you something that they think is going to shock you and cause you to walk away from them like everybody else walked away, and instead you, you say, you know what? Haven't we all been there? Haven't we all done that? No, everybody's sin, you know? So, you know, God sent Jesus to the cross. He paid for all of this. How about we just pray and get it out of the way and move on? That shock, you know, it just shocks people right out of their socks. You see a person in their socks, <laughs> okay? You know, because they don't expect stuff like this. See, this is what I'm talking about. Jesus said, I will show you. I will show you. I will make you. Do you hear me? In the New Living Translation, sorry, it says it this way. He says, come, be my disciples. I will show you how to fish for people. He said, I'll show you how to do this. And fishing, again, is a, it's, it's, it's not one of those, you know, hard and fast and you're chasing buffalo and taking them down. It's not one of those things. It requires a lot of patience. You throw a line in, you throw a net in, and you wait. You know, you can't say, now hurry up, fish, get in the net, quickly, quickly, make a line. We don't want to hurt you, we just want to eat you. You know, okay? Are you kidding? This, you know, I understand something. It, it, it isn't what people have said it was. It isn't one of those, you know, kind of activities that but you do by the sweat of your brow. You should, be, you should be so chilled and so relaxed. Amen? And know that it's in God. Everything that you're doing is in the peace of God, in the presence of God, with the anointing of God, and the glory all over it. Oh, hallelujah. That's when it happens. We went on and looked at the five confidence boosters. I will not go over that again. <laughs> you know, if it's a short message today, it's a short message. But you know, I just want to give this to you because I know people are watching this and they'll go, we already saw that. So, yeah, I know you did. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> One of the things that I, wanted to, I did want to share with you was when we got to the end, when we actually talked about the reasons why we do this, I said to you reason number one was everybody needs Jesus, and that is so true. Remember again, we looked at Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, come to me all who are weary and carry heavy burdens. This is from the New Living Translation. He says, I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon me, let me teach you. Because I'm humble and gentle, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke fits perfectly, and the burden I give you is light. I really like the message translation. It just says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. He says, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Notice Jesus not only shows you how to fish, 
but he also shows you how to live life and do it in a way that it's effortless. If you are fighting and fussing and having problems in your life, learn to lean. Learn to lean. Learn to trust him. Let, let God go. One of the things that we're going to talk about next week, I'm going to start a brilliant series. Since you're here, let me just give you a little something just to whet your appetite. Because, you know, whenever I say I'm going to talk about the love of God, everybody goes, oh, and the roll, eyes roll in the back of the head, and we've heard all this. And let me tell you, let me tell you how we are going to approach this. And it's to do with this scripture as well. When we talk about the love of God, do you know that the reason you were created, this is what we're going to be looking at from next week onwards, okay? was not to do anything. Primarily, it wasn't to do anything. It was to receive something. Did you know that? We love him because he first loved us. And we're going to learn from next week onwards how we have been, as soon as we come into the kingdom, being told you got to do this, you got to love God, you got to praise God, you got to do all this stuff. When the first message we should have heard was you need to learn how to just receive God's love. You were created to be loved. Just stop for a minute and just be loved. Because out of that will come everything you need to do the rest. But if you are not allowing yourself to be loved then you'll never succeed at anything else and it won't be the right motivation. Hmm? So we're going to, isn't that exciting? We're going to look at that. The first thing you do when you come to the kingdom is rest. Receive. That's it. Don't try to do anything. But I should praise God. No, not yet. You're not ready yet. But I should go. No, not ready to do that either. I should start. Not yet. Just receive love. Just know you're loved. Come to me, all those who are weary, carry heavy burdens. I'll give you the rest you need. And it starts by, I love you. I love you unconditionally. Amen? No conditions. Because God is love. And that's who you're coming to. All right. That's next week. All right. <laughs> Get you all coming next week now, won't I? All right. <laughs> Reason number two we looked at before was God, Jesus commands us to do it. We looked at that in um, Matthew. And the third thing was we are grateful to God and we love people. And that's so important as well, that we do this because we are grateful. Amen? That, you know, it's selfish of us if we, get, we have so much in our life and we're not willing to share any of it. But I'm afraid of what they're going to think of me. Think I'm a, you know, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. You're sharing good news, not bad news. You're sharing hope, not religion. You're not trying to get them to convert. Boy, I don't like that phrase. You know, <laughs> I converted. From what? What? You know? <laughs> you need to be reborn, dude. You need to say, behold, now we are the children of God. We didn't get converted. Amen. New creation. Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> we got to us. We will be rewarded in heaven. And you know, this one, I, I really want to give you some scriptures on this. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 4. Let's go there. This is new territory. 
I, I just I just felt we didn't we really didn't hit the center on this one, and I do apologize. <clears throat> First Peter chapter five verse four. Reason number four: We will be rewarded in heaven. He says, and when when the head shepherd comes, the next two words. Oh, this is from the New King James Version. Your reward. Your reward will be a never-ending share in his glory and honor. Wow. You will be rewarded. Amen. You know, there is a reward waiting for you. More than your little mansion in heaven. Big or little. Okay? Anything in heaven is a mansion. Right? Okay? There are no second-rate anythings. I just have a studio apartment. Well, if it's in heaven, it's fantastic. Okay, <laughs> I don't care what all you're living in. It's heaven, dude. It's not the slums or anything. It's heaven. Okay, the place itself tells you something, doesn't it? Okay. <laughs> so anywhere in heaven is cool. It's great. It's wonderful. And what are you going to do with all that space anyway? At least you won't have to dust. Anyway, so <laughs> you know, it came with the curse, man. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> but uh, notice again when the shepherd, uh, head shepherd comes your reward will be a never ending share in his glory and isn't that beautiful a never ending share in his glory and honor how many want that that's a beautiful blessing to have that's a great reward to have for all of eternity amen I thought Jesus never shared and God never shared his glory read the bible Stop listening to people that don't know it. Okay. <laughs> Revelation chapter 22. Let's go there quickly. <laughs> Revelation 22 verse 12. Now, you know, you need to understand when God says certain things. He is a God that he doesn't know time. He is an eternal God. You know, when you're in heaven about a billion years... Okay, did you hear the word B? Okay, billion, not a million, a billion years. You'll look back on your life and it'll be this tiny, itty bitty spot. You all think, oh, I want to get to a hundred. Whoopee. In heaven, you get to a billion and keep going. What is a hundred? You know, when you look back on things like this, you'll remember me preaching this when you hit one billion years. And we're putting that many candles on your cake. You know, <laughs> but hey, the band told me this. <laughs> I remember this a billion years ago and 55 or whatever, okay? <laughs> Whenever you, you know, okay, that you just, just understand something. That God is timeless. And so he sees, you know, he sees what's coming right now. That's why he says, behold, I am coming quickly. You know, we kind of go, Lord, it's been 50 years. Meanwhile, he's been alive forever. So what's 50 years? He blinks and 50 years came and went, you know. You know what I'm trying to say? Okay. So, but, uh, but, you know, he needs us to understand something because, you know, we have a tendency to procrastinate. You all know that? You know, if we can get, do it tomorrow, we'll do it tomorrow. I mean, it doesn't need to be done today, does it? <laughs> okay? And we, you know, I'm not saying everybody, but people think that way. So he says, I'm coming quickly. And we go, oh, okay, you want it done now. <laughs> That's how you get somebody motivated. All right? And so he says, behold, I'm, I'm coming quickly. And my reward, see the word reward. My reward is with me. God will bring his reward with him 
your reward, excuse me, with him. And he says to give to everyone according to his or her work. Ooh. Like the black lady said, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> all right. You know, God is going to ask you the question. What did you do with my life? <laughs> Amen. And we better, we better have a good answer. Now, you might say, but I haven't, you know, I haven't gone out and witnessed or done any of that stuff. Oh, you've witnessed. You may not realize, but everybody you talk to, you're witnessing to. Everybody you give hope to, you're witnessing to. Everybody you've prayed for, you've witnessed to. Anything you do that, bring, that shows the side of God or bring God, brings God into the picture, His hope, His promises, even just a good word, a positive word, when all they're hearing is negative. Yo, you don't realize that's all coming from God. That's all coming from His word. We wouldn't be positive if we did not have His word. I know I wasn't. And then I found his word. And my Lord, <laughs> I went from being negative to extremely positive. Hallelujah. You know why? Because the word was my base now. And God was my father. And he truly is a good God. Regardless of what people say. Well, why does he let bad things happen? Because he's still allowing you to have a will. You want all the bad things to stop? Let's take your will away. Let's see how good it gets. Because at least you want to go do something dumb now. Because you swerved on the road and somebody went off the road and somebody's child got killed and some not so smart person gets them and preaches, well, God had a purpose for it. No, that guy was drunk. God didn't tell him to drink and get drunk. And then do all that stuff on the road. But see, we know the same people that say, well, why is this well so bad? Look in the mirror. We live in a fallen world and people, sadly, are being influenced by the enemy. So what we learn is your will is sovereign and you will have to answer for it at the end. Don't give me predestination. You're going to have to answer for what you decided to do. Amen. The predestination side of things is once you decide, yes, God has a predestined purpose for you. He won't say, oh, you got saved? I didn't plan on you getting saved. When did this happen? <laughs> you know, okay. Never. He'll say, come in, check my will out for you. That's what that's all about. People have preached it so wrong. These are some of the things I wanted to share with you. And some of the things that I really neglected to share with you last time and I thought was really important. So I pray that this has been a blessing to you and that you will watch this series and that you will be encouraged by this and that you will do the thing that God has asked you to do. This is one of those things that you will take with you into heaven forever. It's th that's why it said, it said again in Proverbs 11.30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he who wins souls is wise. It's wisdom to do this. And remember, you are fishing and you are allowing Jesus to teach you how to fish. Please don't go attack people. I can't emphasize this enough. This is a quiet thing. Remember the Apostle Paul, he did everything to, to find, you know, to just work his way into people's worlds, to love them, 
to see how he could serve them and in serving them, share with them what happened in his life. Share with them that the fact that he was a sinner, that he was the reason why Stephen, one of the greatest men of God, was murdered. And God forgave him of that. So much so that he actually wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Boy, I'm telling you, talk about forgiveness. Amen. That God didn't say, hey, I better, you know, I'll forgive you, but that's it, man. You ain't doing nothing for me. You already murdered Stephen. He said, forget it. See, that's what the cross did. And that's all we're sharing with people. Keep it simple. Keep it light. Don't force the issue. But don't be afraid when the time comes and it's just waiting to fall out of your mouth. Let it. You know what I'm talking about. There's been the time that you, you wanted to say, you know, it's because God in my life. While they're just saying, you're just amazing, and you're this, and you're that. And you didn't say it. And then you're kicking yourself later on. I should have said it was God. I should have, you, know? you know what? That, is, that will bless you because it will take the pressure off of you to always be perfect. Did you hear me? If you say it's God, <laughs> they'll look at you another day and go, God in there today, is he? No, no, we're having trouble today. <laughs> you know, because they're not expecting to be perfect. They, they understand there's a difference. And they, can, they too can walk in that. Amen? And that's all we're bringing. Remember again, as I close, all we are doing is sharing God's love gift, Jesus, with people. Don't get religious with it. Do you hear what I'm saying? Don't start a conversation with, you need Jesus. Jesus who? That's not how it starts. Do you hear me? Because everybody, that, that's what you've been driven to do. Don't do that. You're chatting to people as you're going through. You, you introduce this t topic by saying, you know, God's done a lot in my life. You know, anything I seem to be good at, it's him, <laughs> you know? And then you can say, and you know, the way I got in was by accepting his love gift. What's that? Jesus Christ. It's a simple coming to my heart. You're there. Remember, remember Romans 10.9. Don't make it complicated. Amen? For if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. There's no other name under heaven that people are saved, and it's the name. It's simple. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today. We thank you, Father, for this time together, for the word that we have received. And I thank you, Father, as we move forward in this, that you, Jesus, will certainly teach us and make us fishers of men and women. Hallelujah. We don't have to make ourselves. You're going to do that. You've taken on that responsibility. All we need to do is follow you. Because that was how it started. Follow me. And we make that decision in our heart right now, Lord. To put you first place in our life. To follow you.
to love you and know that whatever you tell us to do, it's coming from love. A love for us and a love for those around us. And that we choose to walk in that love all the days of our life. In Jesus' name, amen.